0: No, not word at all. I rely
1: on God, Allah. <laughs> Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa as-salamu ala rasulillah. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Aisha, radiAllahu anha, she asked uh, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu wasallam, was there a day harder than the day of Ahad that he had experienced? And our Rasul, he went on to describe how the hardest day was actually the time he gave da'wah to the people of Thaqif. When he went to a and gave da'wah, they rejected him, they repulsed him, they abused the Messenger of Allah. And so, what our Rasul did was he uh, sought refuge. He escaped from their, their taunts and their abuse. And he sought refuge in the garden of Utbah and uh, Shaiba Now, when he was in this garden, uh, SubhanAllah, Utbah and Sheba felt mercy on our Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and they sent their servant Adas, who was a Christian, to interact or to basically give our Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam some dates. Okay, so they felt sorry for him. Now, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam imagined his state just being abused uh, just uh, escaping from that repulsion. And what does the Messenger of Allah وسلم, do? He starts to give Adas da'wah. He starts to get, call him to Islam, starts sharing the message of Islam with him. And Adas, who is a foreigner in that land, becomes Muslim. So he doesn't even have a connection with the Messenger of Allah وسلم, through tribe or through ethnicity, but he becomes a Muslim. Now, why am I sharing this with you? Because in the programming of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in the sunnah that he has left for us, da'wah was part of his DNA. Da'wah was part of the air that he breathed. So that even if he escapes near death, he, as soon as he gets the opportunity, he gives da'wah. Why am I sharing this with you? Because I see that spirit with Sheikh Uthman the man who is beside me tonight. After traveling for over 17 hours, not eating, Sheikh Uthman joined us for dinner. And so imagine that, you're famished, you're hungry, you're tired, you've been traveling internationally in the era of COVID. And subhanAllah, we're eating, we're trying to enjoy, get some rest, relaxation. And this young guy pulls up behind us, drunk, Boisterous, but inquisitive. And starts yelling all sorts of different things. You know, he says, are you guys Taliban? Things like that. The sheikh, imagine his state. He's tired. He says, come, sit beside me. And he starts giving this young man dawah. Starts sharing with him the message of Islam. He's showing the same example from the sunnah. And this young man had a bottle of alcohol with him. The dawah of Sheikh Uthman made him give up that bottle of alcohol. In front of our own eyes. He gave up all his drugs and his drug dealings in, in, right in front of our, our own eyes. So we see that spirit of the sunnah in... Our dear respected Sheikh, teacher, speaker, Da'i, with us tonight. And it's an example that we can all learn from. Inshallah, we have the full story of what happened on the Lifehuck podcast. You can see the rest of the story there. But we, what is the reason? Why is the reason Sheikh Uthman is here uh, in Canada? Uh, Touring not only Alberta. So this is the first place that he's come to you know in in part of this tour So he's coming to Alberta. He's coming to Saskatchewan to Manitoba and British Columbia four provinces. Why? United Islam Awareness Week to share the message of Islam in beautiful Canadian uh, Rocky Mountain weather, right? This is not San Diego, this is definitely not San Diego, right? Luckily, alhamdulillah, the weather is different than like a, a month ago. You all know what I'm talking about. We all, we all endured something worse than, you know, COVID a month ago, okay? Minus 40, uh, you know, was just the beginning. So uh, he came here to share that message. This is the 10th year of United Islam Awareness Week. And, you know, we mentioned Dr. Omar. He's one of the, mashallah, main organizers for that to help bring, you know, all these different provinces, organization, people together to actually sync and unify with a level of Ihsan, the message of Islam. That's the goal because that's, this deen and this message doesn't deserve anything less. It doesn't deserve anything less. So the theme of this year's United Islam Awareness Week, this is the first lecture uh, of the series here in Edmonton, Uh, the theme is come back home, because the homeless soul, the soul that is just lost, trying to find guidance and meaning, needs to come back home to Islam. So that's the theme of this year's United Islam Awareness Week, and Sheikh Uthman, who we have invited, is uh, his qualifications speak for themselves. Uh, we have somebody here with us who has ijazat in hadith, in fiqh. He has a master's in hadith sciences. He's the imam in Masjid al-Rabat. Uh, he's, of course, if you, any of you, uh, you know, know how to use YouTube, okay? If you are familiar with YouTube, then you know under the One Message Foundation, uh, Sheikh Uthman produces uh, like a machine every day, day in and day out, giving and sharing the message of Islam to people. And just recently, there's a video that's posted with seven people accepting Islam. Join the caravan before it's too late. So tonight's lecture is entitled House Key. Remember, come back home. All the lectures are going to have a house theme to it. So howski: can Islam and the Quran provide certainty and solace to curious minds and sincere hearts seeking to unlock the truth? That's the title of Sheikh Uthman's lecture tonight. Please give him your utmost respect and uh, attention and inshallah we will have time for question and answer afterwards. Please Fadl Sheikh. Shaykh. Alhamdulillah. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام
0: على خاتم الأنبياء أشرف المرسلين وعلى آله وأصحاب أجمعين أما بعد فقال سبحانه وتعالى بعد أعود بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ما خلقت الجن والإنس إلا ليعبدون لم يقول سبحانه وتعالى خلقت الجن والإنس للعبادة ما الفرق فقال فرق بين الاستثناء والحصر باللغة العربية ده نقول جاء الطلاب إلا طالبا هذا استثناء لكن نقول ما جاء الطلاب إلا زيدا طيب. إن شاء الله I see a lot of people who are Arab so I'm hoping they'll understand but for those of us who are not I will translate as well First uh, I feel ashamed to be speaking in front of people that are more qualified than me. You have shiukh here, mashallah, you have Tullab. you have dua, better than me. But, ال, uh, amr adab, as they say, so since you ordered me, I will speak. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran to the meaning of the ayah, I did not create jinn or jinn kind or mankind, Except for my ibadah, you know the ayah. I'll tell you, <coughs> Allah subhanahu wa taala did not say, "I created jinn and humans for my worship." For an English-speaking audience, we don't see a difference, right? If Allah subhanahu wa taala says that I created jinn and humans for my worship, khalas, I mean, that's what it is. But those of you that speak Arabic, or at least have the ability to understand the qawaid and the balaga and usul, you know the difference between al-istisna wal-hasr. One is to say that the students came, all of the students came except one. But if you say no student came except one, here you have nafi first. It gives an emphasis that there is only one. Allah, subhan- Like when we have somebody become Muslim or when you say the Shahada, when you say the kalimah, la ilaha you don't say Allahu don't you say la ilaha, then illallah, it's bad, bad al-Nafi. That means there can be no Ilah, there can be nothing of worship, nothing else can be made dua to, none of that except Allah. There's an emphasis here, there's a beauty in the message. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran that I did not create ma' مَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ insa and then إثبات إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ except for the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now my question to you. Now you guys thought this was just going to be a talk. You're going to get some rest. You guys are by the wall. You think I'm not watching you guys. If I see anybody's eyes closed, I'm going to call on you. So you better watch it. Nobody's safe except for the sisters. I can't see where they're at. So. <laughs> Tayyip? So here, don't you do things that are not ibadah? Like for example, there are, in sharia we have things that are mubah. And there's no reward, no sin. Tayyip, you wear blue jackets and black jackets and red jackets and this and that. It's not ibadah. You can wear any color you like. Right? But we just said that there is no reason, no purpose, except ibadah. Here the ulema of tafsir, as Shaykhana Abdus Salaam he used to make tafsir, he said what is meant by ibadah here كل ما يحب الله سبحانه وتعالى من أو عمل Everything that Allah loves from actions and statements from the ظاهر, from the apparent and the batin and the hidden this is all included in that ibadah. Stay stay with me. If I'm losing somebody, and then go like this or something so I can make sure. I don't want to go past. I want you to understand. I'm not here to impress anybody. I'm here to convey a message. So when we say that the sole purpose of the creation of jinn, and why jinn first? Because jinn were created first. Look at the beauty of the Quran tadabburan like contemplate on the placements of words. I'm going to go on a tangent, do you mind? No tangents or tangents. I'm going to let you call it. Tangent? No tangent. Tan? Huh? Tangent. <laughs> tangent Come on, we need you to give me a clear hukm <laughs> Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الذي khalaqal الموت wal hayat أيكم ayyukum ahsanu amala." What is the ayah? Huh? In English, somebody? Come on, man. all these, you guys don't read surat mulk? Come on. <laughs> huh? The one, alladhi, khalaqa, created, maut then hayat, death, and life, to see which one of you puts forth the best of deeds. You live first or die first? You live first. Oh man, don't let uh, David Wood watch this video, he's gonna think he got a contradiction. <laughs> huh? You live first or you die first? Huh? Yeah, that's, you die first, or you alive or are you dead? <laughs> huh. You live first, then you die. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah di Why? As the ulema of tafsir they said, hear the reference to maut is a reference to the worldly life. Hayatul dunya. Why? Because this life was meant for death. You weren't meant to live forever. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called it maut. And hayat is a reference to the life of the hereafter because you were meant to live forever in the hereafter. Look at the beauty of the Quran. And contemplate on it. When you read the Quran, don't blah blah, 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 No, stop, relax, think, ask. You have people of knowledge, ask them. Huh. So here, tangents done. <laughs> when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered us that he created the sole purpose of the creation of jinn and insan is for the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the ulema said everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves, everything that's beloved to Allah, from actions and statements, the apparent and hidden, all of that is part of that, what's called ibadah in this ayah. طيب. So, there is zahir from ibadah like salah and siyam, ruku and sujood and zakat uh, and sadaqah and all these beautiful ibadah, hajj and umrah and all this that we have in Islam. And then we have more important than that is what's batin and what's hidden. More important than the zahir, right? Your aqeedah it's hidden you don't know you don't walk somebody doesn't walk around you're like he's a mushrik or this? Nah, no, you don't know right ikhlas khushu' al-khawf these beautiful aspects sincerity and, and having that all in front of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the fear of allah and taqwa all of that is hidden it's in the heart you don't see it all of that that is from what is beloved to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ibadah from that from that are things that are mubah, but they have ahkam in the sharia. I mentioned jacket colors, right? But there are certain colors you can wear, certain colors you cannot wear, certain types of jacket. For example, if you're a man and you wear a pure silk jacket, can you wear it? No, there's rules, right? What if you're really a baller, mashallah, and you get a solid gold jacket? Think I'm kidding, Google it's India, those guys got, right? gold man wearing a full gold jacket. You know there's a guy in India that had it? Really, look it up. Right? And you know what happened to him? He got killed for it. <laughs> right? So, don't get a gold jacket. Um, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala put ahkam for a woman. She has ahkam for her libas. Right? When you want to eat, there are ahkam eating itself. And if you want to have a burger or a chicken, that's mubah, but it's halal or haram. Did you buy it with halal income? or haram? Are you eating it during a time in the day in Ramadan? In fact, there are ahkam. So in the Sharia, we have ahkam for everything. And that's why everything is an ibadah in itself. Ta'ib? What is the point? The point I'm getting to is that Islam has solutions. We have solutions. For the modern problems that our societies are facing, we have solutions. When you look at the housing bubble, I don't know about here, but if you come to Cali, man, it's expensive, right? And you're trying to get an apartment and it's insane. Why? Because of the riba system. I don't know about Canada. I mean, I haven't been in Canada enough to know. But in America, if you said this house is worth $60,000, and you have to pay cash. man, nobody's going to be able to like, average people, they can't bust out with 60 grand cash. What right? we tell them is in San Diego, an average house maybe six, 700,000, average, in not a great neighborhood even, right? But people buy it. Why? Because they don't think that I'm paying 600,000, 700,000. They think, I'm going to mortgage it, I'm going to put a down payment, and I'm going to give every month. Tayyib, I'm going to do a fun experiment. You guys thought this was just a lecture. I got a hands-on thing. Tayyib. How much is a good house in a, you know, upper-to-middle good neighborhood in Canada? Faddle. 500,000. We don't have to... Khilaf al Ulema, it's okay. <laughs> right? Tayyib. Times? Fidl huh? qawlan. 0.05%. So, you know, depending on you know, nowadays, rates are low, sometimes high, but that's a good rate, right? That means 25,000 every year you're paying in riba. Not you, generally. 30-year mortgage. What is your riba? I'll let the doctor read.
1: $750,000.
0: That's your riba. That's not your principal. What was your principal, Habibi? 500000 how much did you pay for that house?
1: 1.25 million.
0: Right? How much did you end up paying so much more than what that house was even originally listed for? Right? If you tell Canadians that you can buy this house, but it's 1.2 million, you got to pay cash, how many is going to be able to do it? Right? So then what happens is if you get away from the riba system, the housing prices come to an affordable rate that people can afford. Because when you buy it with riba, what you don't realize is the banks make money every which way. Riba is such a vulm, an oppression, right? You put a down payment and the original payments you make are all interest, not principal. Very little bit of principal, right? Let's say you were paying payments for 10 years out of a 30-year mortgage and then COVID hits and you lose your job and may Allah protect us all and a hardship comes and somebody get, you get sick and now you got medical bills, now you can't make your payments, you know, what does the bank do? They take your house. They return your, your principal? No. Down payment? Gone. Your credit? Gone. Your wife? Gone. You're broke. <laughs> Except if she's a good religious wife like the sisters here, then inshallah you're okay. But if she was, then she wouldn't marry you, have a house on Riba anyway. <laughs> right? Now what happens? You can't get a cell phone because you don't have good credit anymore. You can't rent a car. You can't run an apartment people I know personally, they bought houses on riba, may Allah forgive them, when the bubble hit in California, they lost their house, good jobs, they lost their house, they lost their credit, they became homeless. Why? Because when they went to get an apartment, the apartment complex said, let's see your credit score. <laughs> see, was, what a trick. Right? And then we're like, there's a homeless population problem, well I wonder why. Right? But as Muslims, we have solutions, right? One of the top killers in America, causes of death, is drunk driving. Muslims, we got solutions, right? Heart disease, we got solutions. Don't eat bacon and pork and all the stuff that's fried in lard and crazy, nasty, disgusting pigs' feet, pickled and oh. right. Alcoholism, spousal abuse. we got solutions. But the problem is we are not talking about those solutions. What are we talking about? Hi. Can you like me? I'm really a nice guy. I'm not, I'm not a threat. Look, I'm wearing pink. You like me now? <laughs> no. Be Rijal, be men. There's difference between males, thkr. and a man. The Sahaba عنهم, they were rijal. They went out and explained to the people. Like when they went to Rustam. They didn't go to Rustam and say, yo, can I get a Persian green card and live in Persia and I'm gonna learn farsi and I'm gonna dance your little dances because that's a that's a you know, there's some call somewhere that I can find that it's okay. No, they went, they said, We came to take mankind out of the servitude of of people into the servitude of Allah. We came to take mankind out of the darkness, dhulumat, oppression of all other religions into the peace and light and guidance of Islam. That's how they went. And that's how they had Futuhat. Not just battlefield victories. They went to Indonesia, Malaysia, they went to all these places and countries became Muslim. Right. Today, our own youth are leaving the religion. Why? Because we wanted to water it down. We wanted to change it. We wanted a Canadian Islam. We wanted an American Islam. We wanted, I don't know, maybe the Mexican Islam or no? <laughs> I wouldn't make a joke, but I won't. <laughs> no? Everybody wanted to change Islam. No, Islam is perfect. The Quran, kalamullah, ghayr makhluq this is the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. نزل القرآن. ليس خلق القرآن. Quran was revealed, not created. So this is the words of the khaliq, perfect. Letter by letter, word by word, preserved in perfection, even the pronunciation, as the beautiful قرآة of our shaykh you heard. heard, all of the methods of pronunciation, all of them according to one mushaf, Mushaf Uthman r. Even how do you make your mudood and waquf where do you stop, all of that. Preserved from the ahroof that were revealed, all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mutawatiran. From that, the ulema of the qiraat they have different qiraat with Hafsa and Asim, and Shoba and Asim, and Na'fi, uh, uh, Warsh al and, and Qalun al-Nafiyan, and, and so on, which even preserves how to pronounce it. How beautiful is that? Right? We have the sunnah, we have the sahih ahadith preserved. Ulema of hadith with Tawatur and al Seha and, and It and Mahfud and Shah and all this because you don't know about it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Ask the people of knowledge. Ahadith al-Sahih preserved. Right? So when we have that and we live in a country that we want good for, we want good for Canada, we want good for America, we want good for Mexico. Anything else in North America? I think that's it. For now, we'll leave South America out of this, right? We want good for them, then we need to share this message. I will end, inshallah, and open up for questions and answers with one true story. I don't believe in any I heard and I heard. Qila wa qala la. I was in San Diego, and there's a brother who came to the masjid, and we had a gathering like this, except not as many people, and we had a talk. And I see this guy, the white guy, American-looking guy, whatever, wearing some jeans and a t-shirt. And I started talking to him. It's like, how you doing? Good, you know? So we were going to go, like I'm here, we were going to go to the Bay Area. And this is in the 90s, late 90s. I'm old. So, late 90s, I'm not that old. (laughs) So... I told him, look, we're about to go. We're going to go have a talk up in the Bay Area. You want to go with us? I said, what are you going to do? We're going to learn about God and religion. He was like, sure, let's go. I was like, all right, let's go. Picked him up. We're going on the way. It's about an eight hour drive. So I was talking to him. How'd you become Muslim? He's like, I'm not Muslim. Like, wait, you're not Muslim. What were you doing in the mosque? He's like, well, I saw you guys and you were dressed like I was wearing a white thobe and brothers were wearing like, And and he said, I I thought you guys were angels. And this is pre-9-11, so. (laughs) Right? So he said, I thought you guys were angels, so I just followed you guys and I sat down and I had no idea what the speaker was talking about, but I felt at peace. Come to find out, he was like a famous skateboarder that went to X Games and stuff. I didn't know because I didn't care about skateboarding, right? So, what, what religion are you? I'm Jewish. Like, oh. And now I'm going to deal with this. And i am got Philistini brothers in the car with me. Like, take it easy, guys, you know. So we started talking to him on the way. And he has like a big old Star of David tattooed, like from his neck all the way down. You know, Like, like, oh, man, this is not going to be easy, right? So we start talking to him on the way. It's a long drive. And, alhamdulillah about the Qur'an, mujizat of Qur'an, mujizat of Nabi, alayhi salatu salam, about the splitting of the moon, all these beautiful things. Until when we get to the barrier, he said, I'm ready to become Muslim. Alhamdulillah. Takes the ghusl, yani we praise with us, we give him the shahada, alhamdulillah, he's Muslim. That night, we were staying in the masjid. I went to sleep. Middle of the night, dark, everybody's snoring, sleep, long trip, long travel. and you know, He's crying. But not like a, <laughs> ah, crying, really like loud crying. I was like, yeah Allah, somebody said something. Come on, man, I told you, Palestinian. Take it easy for a minute, man, come on, right? So I go to him, I'm like, what's wrong? He's crying, he's not answering me, just crying, crying his eyes out. What's wrong? He said, man, Muslims are the worst criminals on earth. Like somebody picked your pocket, what happened? When somebody stole your shoes, like, <laughs> like what happened? He's like, I just realized something. He said, anytime something is beneficial in the West, we take it to the East and to every country, meaning like laptops, computers, the internet. I mean, you can go to any village in Ethiopia and you'll find Wi-Fi and all this stuff. A lot of these technologies were developed in the West, Right? And they're transported, there's things, their solar energy and all this stuff is taken all over the world. He said, But you as Muslims have something more valuable than that. Aghla, yani something more needed. You know the purpose of life, you know why we're created, but you're not taking it to people. That's a crime. He said, My parents died without Islam, that's going to be on you guys how many Muslim neighbors that I have, how many Muslims that I had in school, nobody ever talked to me. Allah, till today, I think about this. It inspires me. It motivates me. It makes me patient. It gives me that istiqamah, that steadfastness in the da'wah, that it's not just about one week or one conference. You guys got to change your mindset. We are not here on, pur- on, on, on accident. We're here with a purpose. We as Muslims didn't come here because our countries had wars or because we wanted better jobs or, or we're, you know, you might be reverts or whatever. Every one of us is here because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordained it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put us here as the messengers of the messenger. Part of our aqeedah, there is no Nabi but Muhammad alayhi salatu salam. If that's not your aqeedah, come to San Diego, we have some brothers that will talk to you outside. So, when you have that aqeedah, qawlan, you have to have that aqeedah fi'lan. There is lisan, maqal, wal lisan, al-hal. You say that, but then who's gonna take that message to every household? We know it will reach everyone. Who will do that? That is me and you. That is our responsibility. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those that practice on what we hear. We don't just have a talk and people are like, oh, great talk or, or horrible talk, whatever, and then that's it. No, what is the action after the talk? So now we have, alhamdulillah, these uh, events that are gonna be going on. We want all of you to participate. Tell others about it, put it on your social media, let the word get out so others can benefit. Maybe you know somebody who's kind of struggling with their iman, maybe they're struggling with some shubuhat or whatever. Get them to go to these environments. And then after that, reach out to your local da'wah teams, reach out to your a'imma, reach out to your masajid and say, look, I'm ready to be a part of the solution. Not everybody is going to be at the table debating. Not everybody is going to have a podcast. Not everybody is going to have a a live stream, Shahada sessions and all that. No, but everybody has to be involved in the Da'am. Some people, their involvement will be financially. Some people, their involvement will be with technology. Some people will be that they pass the videos. Look, I'm one guy in San Diego that goes out to a park. I'm a nobody, Right? But it's those other brothers behind the camera that make the videos, and it's all of you that share the videos and promote the videos and comment and post that spreads the dawah out that now we have daily people calling us, messaging from all over the world. We posted a video today, we had seven shahadas in three days, but that's just the ones that were in front of people. Other than that, we have comment after comment people. Just because people like you were involved and posted those videos, people watch the videos and take their shahada Every day, alhamdulillah. Right? And every enemy of Islam, whether it's this or that or Sammy Dabo or whatever, the, the crook or all those guys, till today we challenge them, not a single person left Islam. More than a year we had that debate. So many of them, not just those three, other threes and this and Egyptian Coptics and Lebanese and this Christian and that Christian and this speaker, they all came. You see the videos, not one person left Islam. Every time they came, Alhamdulillah, the same day we had Multiple people accepting Islam. Till today, from the first debate we had with the three clowns, we've had more than 200 people accept Islam. Alhamdulillah, some of them in person, some of them online, some of them from comments, more than that. Alhamdulillah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for istiqamah, and qubul, and ikhlas, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that gives us tawfiq for everything. you.